0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 67 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLD edition. I'm your host Taylor Ringgold, and my co-host Griffin Warner is here. And I'm not going to go into it right off the bat. I'm going to introduce my host. My host is here. I am furious, but Griff, uh, talk to us about our best bets that didn't even count. Go right in. Well,
1: that. yeah, unfortunately, our best bets from uh, the last episode were no action because of Mother Nature. Um, And I do wonder what the rain outs, how that is going to impact the Yankees in this series. We're going to get to that in depth detail. I've got a couple curious questions to ask my co-host and see how he's feeling. Um, And then we're going to clearly go through, give our best bets, end of show. Hopefully these don't get rained out. Um, But we're going to give you all the analysis you could ever want about the Yankees Astros
0: and the Padres Phillies. Yeah. All right. Before we dive in, I'm gonna quick read a quick ad for you guys. It is yet again a free chance to win a thousand dollars. It's called the Beat Mackenzie Rivers NBA Contest. Can you guys do it for this Beat Mackenzie Rivers contest? Mackenzie Rivers earned a profit of 64 NBA units last season. If the contestant earns the most NBA units, wins 500 dollars cash if the winner earns more than McKenzie Rivers did last year, then the contest winner wins an additional 500 That's $1,000 cash. Enter today. It's free. Just go to pregame.com and click on the contest to find the McKenzie Rivers NBA contest. Don't wait. The NBA action is on right now. A ton of games going on from in my part of the world the Knicks had a great home opener, unfortunately. But it was a great home opener. The Nets got absolutely destroyed. So it's been a kind of a wild turn here in New York, but go do this right now. Join today. It's a free chance to win. It's a thousand dollars cash. NBA is going on. But this is not an NBA podcast, ladies and no, gentlemen. This is not. An MB. This is MLB podcast. Oh my gosh. You almost tripped into it. Cause I'm I'm all over the place. Can I just you want to ask me questions first or do you want me to go right into it? I think we should give you I mean take as long as you want and
1: uh I have the nice. soapbox for a second yeah, I mean dude, you you have the mic, do your thing and uh I'll just I mean this could be a therapy session I'm sure we have some non pirates
0: and Reds fans on this podcast we have a lot of fans that listen to this, and we do have a lot of Yankee fans, so okay, so the Yankees just lost three to two in game two like guys we're we're recording this minutes after game two ended. The Yankees struck out 14 times tonight. Lots of swing and misses. Framer Valdez threw the curveball a total of 40 freaking times tonight. 40 times. Through the sinker for 44 times. Spin rate was going. He was feeling himself. And the Yankees yet again struggled against the curveball. And we saw it again, again, against Ryan Presley in the back-to-back days. 31 strikeouts in two games for this Yankee offense. When runners in scoring position, the Yankees cannot take advantage. Defense, on the other hand, the Yankees have been playing pretty well. A ridiculous double play turn by Glaber Torres and the 22-year-old prospect Oswald Peraza. Made a nice turn. Rizzo's been playing some great defense. Judge with a game-saving catch in game one. But offensively, the Yankees cannot get it done. A lot of swing and misses, opportunities with runners to score position, which has been at a premium, they still can't get it done. This is what happens with a team that is strictly a home run hitting team. Seeing somebody put two strike at bat, two, like a two strike hitter, doesn't come around that often on this Yankee roster. Anthony Rizzo is the definition of a two strike approach. He does it every single time, chokes up on the bat, widens stan- his stance, and tries to put the bat on the ball, and he's done that multiple times in this series alone. Josh Donaldson, hey, why don't you just retire? Oh. You just do it. Just si- simply just stop hitting. There's there, You know what? If you just put your bat out and let the ball just hit the bat and let it go four feet, that's more production than what you're doing. The clutch walk in, in in the ninth inning that just happened. Thank you. It's the first time you've done something, a little single or double to lead off this, this game. Those are the two at bats you like the successful bats you've had all series. Verlander carved you the fuck up. Bad. Hey, let's stop putting IKF in the game forever. We don't need him. Peraza's playing great at shortstop. Is night one. He makes two or three great plays. Stop, take Donaldson out, put, per- put Cabrera at third, Peraza at short, Geek Klaber at second, Rizzo at first, all catch because neither catchers can hit right now. <laughs> you put Bader in center, Judge in right, uh, fucking put Stanton out there and left. He looked nice in game one. DH, pull a fan out because no one else can hit. I don't know. I'm losing here, Griff. Ask me questions before I start freaking absolutely fucking bugging out. I'm so, very furious. I got it.
1: Here we are. We're back. Okay. Go ahead, well, the go nice ahead. part The nice part about a big swing and miss team that does win games because it hits home runs. They're about to go to a park that has 314 and 318 foot walls. So they're about to go back home. Um, yes, they didn't do anything to uh, help them out. But ultimately, uh, it's still a home field advantage series in a 2-3-2 uh, stretch you win three games you're a favorite to win the the the, i mean the series for sure um i think winning three games is going to be tough in a row all in the bronx but um i mean it's nothing too bad has happened so far the game's been close you've been able to see the houston relievers i feel like the yankees bullpen has been pretty good um which is something that you are definitely concerned about at least i mean it's something i've been betting against for a long time this year um Especially in August, I feel like when everything was was going haywire. Um, so it's not it's not over and you get uh the I mean your highest paid best pitcher going game three. So I, I feel like yes, um hindsight is twenty twenty and it sucks being down oh two, but I mean going Garrett Cole into From or not where he just pitched into Nestor Cortez. I mean, you could be doing it a lot worse. I'm not really sure what game five is going to look like, if that's a Tyone bullpen game or something like that. But I think um, so. that I, that worries me. But if if it's 2-2, two, two, I mean, I think you'd, you'd take that in a heartbeat, obviously. But 2-2, two, two, I, I think you're in great shape. The series is clearly not over. Um, you just didn't get anything on the road in the first two games.
0: It's happened before. It has happened before. But it's happened before when an offense has also put things together. Putting up four runs in two games against the best remaining team left. That hurts. And to watch them only, only hit a three-run home run tonight, and that was their only offense. The Astros hitting hasn't been great either. I don't know what people are saying. like this. This offense is insane. They didn't hit great either. Am I crazy for saying that? I mean, I think they're a very good offense, and I feel
1: like this is a series where it's going to really matter how well you pitch uh, because both of these teams have good offenses. Both of them have a ton of power, and I think it's going to be – I mean, it might just be a nail-biter series. I mean, I feel like if every game's close, I would probably lean toward an advantage to Houston, especially they're already up 2-0. They have home field advantage. They have a better bullpen. Um, But in close games, the – but, I mean, Alex Bregman, three-run shot, won the game today. It, I mean, it could have been a solo a, shot, and they would have lost. Um, I also thought that Framer Valdez was going to completely lose his everything when he threw the ball into right field after he fell down on a fairly easy play. Um, but he kind of and, stuck and, and, around.
0: And, and, but the thing is, you know, the Yankees got two runs out of that, but, of course, they were unearned runs. You know, and I'm, I'm going to take any runs you can get. And speaking about your th- three-run home run by Bregman, Severino said in, in the postgame he was asked about surrendering at a three-run home run. He says, Bregman hit hit it at 91 miles an hour. That's the only thing I'm going to say, and Judge hit it at 106 miles per hour and didn't go out. I don't know. They got lucky. Oh, th- oh they <laughs> got lucky, huh? I think wow. that's the wrong thing to say. Wow. Uh, I think that was such a silly thing to say by Severino. I and mean, he's a smart guy. That was dumb. That makes no sense. I mean, I get it. He's pissed. I mean, he just took it. Yeah, he's angry. L he just took a ALCS. fucking L. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, mean, I mean, he was good, man. I, I've been very, very impressed by Severino because um, he didn't have much of a season on that right arm. But he's been really good in the playoffs. And yeah, that one mistake. I mean, he just threw a fastball a little put in the wrong spot, which I guess is inexcusable. But. Cause it landed in the, in the Crawford box and gave up three runs, but you kind of got to know where you're pitching to honestly. And I feel like, I mean, 91 mile an hour is that's, that doesn't go out very often. That's for sure. It probably only goes out in the Bronx and in Houston. I would, I got to say, Seriously. Um, but I mean, saying they got lucky is tough and I'm sure that's going to be bulletin board material, unfortunately for your Yankees. But I kind of, I'm I'm kind of at a point in life, man, where I just like I want people to say what they're actually thinking rather than oh, we just gotta play a little bit harder, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm I'm fine with them saying they got lucky, though. It's probably not
0: in their best interest. And there's been a lot of swing and misses too. And Valdez had 25 swing and miss pitches tonight. 25. That's a lot. And I think a lot of them are those curveballs, which I can't figure out the numbers right now, but 25 pitches. Swing misses. That's that's a great rate because I know they
1: do called strikes plus whiffs as a, a stat. And so that's 25% of his 101 pitches or whatever close to it. And that's not even considering the call strikes. So um do you want to then now we'll jump to the San Diego Philadelphia series? We'll come back for game three of each of these, uh in our yeah. in our best bet section.
0: Yes, so I just vented a little bit. Uh, I wish you guys saw. Before I even put the zoom on, how angry I was. I am a little toned down right now because I all the anger's kind of been out already. But the National League series has been pretty interesting as well. In game one, the Phillies came out with a solid W against these San Diego Padres, a two-nothing victory. Padres only muscled out one hit, and that was a um a Will Myers single. And that was it. Darvish pitched really well. Get yeah, up two earned runs and that was it. But Wheeler did what he had to do as the ace of this, of this rotation. Seven strong innings, one walk, one hit, eight strikeouts. Dominguez and Alvarado shut the door. You had the two home runs. Schwarber's absolute freaking bomb, four hundred and eighty-eight or four hundred and eighty feet, something, something absurd, whatever it was. I don't, I don't remember. One hundred and twenty miles an hour off the bat, and then Harper did the same thing. Harper did it before him, so. The power was there in game one, and in game two, it was a flipping flip switch. It was completely switched right around. I'll be honest, I was very shocked of, of how Nola pitched in this game. Four and two-thirds left, six earned runs. A couple of them were off of his brother, Austin Nola, which is pretty freaking funny. And then Blake Snell did a Blake Snell game, went five innings. Four and run struck out six with the bullpen for the Padres held it together and grabbed the W with Josh Hader at the back of that bullpen striking out the side. Griff, break down what you're thinking about this series tied up at one. I mean, the advantage, I mean, it
1: was a very uh split down the middle type of series, with I think the Padres closing a very small favorite despite having home field advantage. Um I backed the Phillies in game two uh and Gotta say, at four nothing, I felt pretty good behind Aronola, behind the Padres hitting one time the night before with Ted Williams. I mean, Will Myers getting that one single, um, and I don't really know what happened. Um, I I guess because I went into a meeting at four nothing, and then <laughs> came back and it was four two, and I felt okay. Um, I I think. It seemed like Nola was having a little bit of, of uh, location issues because he gave up two home runs, I think, to make it 4-2. Um, and then had a really, really bad inning in the fifth inning, I think it was. Um, his brother getting hit off him really kind of set the wheels in motion. And then the Phillies bullpen, which I know we've been talking about a lot this year, it improved a lot towards the end of the season, well, really at the trade deadline. Um, but Brad Hand coming in, they, I felt like they... I was kind of surprised that Nola was in as long as he was. I figured they would have pulled him because he clearly t- wasn't getting outs. whether it was really his fault or just kind of bad luck uh, Severino style. I'm not sure. But um, then they finally pulled him for Jake Cronenworth, who's, I mean, okay hitter, but hasn't really been that scary this year, I don't think. And then brought in Brad Hand for one batter, essentially, to, to close out that inning at, I believe, four to four with the bases loaded um, or with, with two on and, with two strikes he hung a curveball inside hit Cronenworth and then was lefty versus righty basically brandon drury i think would get pinch hit if he's late in a game against a right handeder right-handed pitcher and uh as as we predicted brad hand uh loaded the count and then had to basically throw a curveball right down the middle it seemed to me um and that kind of speaks to the Phillies bullpen. It didn't get any better when Bilotti came in afterwards. He was bad. Um, And I think it speaks to our concerns about the Phillies bullpen. I think there still should be concerns. They can probably perform well sometimes, but for the most part, I don't have a lot of faith in them. And I feel like in a tight series of these two teams, neither of which really deserve to be here based on how they played this season. I mean, credit <laughs> them for, for the division series that they won as big underdogs, but um, I mean, I'm pretty worried about Philly, I gotta say. Like they have the power. Um, it it's it's just a it's a crazy differential, but in the series, just one team can pitch, the other team can hit. And uh the, that's kind of where I sit with this one. And I'm I'm looking for underdogs whenever I could get a chance.
0: You know, we really roasted this Phillies bullpen all year. We really did. We taught we we actually have hated it. I mean, maybe I'm speaking for both of us, I'm speaking for myself. We've I've hated it. I thought they had no chance of making to the postseason, and like you said, their bullpen has been night and day different the last month of the year, and that's one of the reasons why they're here. Mm-hmm. Do I think they still have a shot in this postseason after kind of seeing what happened with the bullpen in Game Two? I think so. I think now is Game Three going to be <laughs> is Game Three going to be tough with Ranger Suarez on the mound? Against Joe Musgrove, yes. But the Phillies are at home, and that's very important. That Philly crowd is just as rowdy as the New York Yankees crowd. Maybe even more rowdy. But this series is going to be pretty damn interesting. And before we get into those series, do you want to read the ad real quick, or do you want to read the ad a little bit later for the kiddos?
1: Um, I would love to give people to save some money. Of course, save some money inflation's killing everybody um they're calling it bided inflation here in texas all the uh craig abbott for governor ads it's driving me insane but uh i guess you say what the masses will uh will believe so i guess you do that but uh to save everybody some money um as soon as i can scroll down and find the promo code here we go series 20 series 20 get 20 percent off all listeners of our mlb podcast within seven days so make sure you use it quickly Uh, but you get 20% off any purchases on the pregame.com website. It could be my picks, which come out either late night or early morning um, or any of the great handicappers at pregame. Steve Fezzik, AJ Hoffman, plenty out there. Mackenzie rivers, just getting hot with his NBA season or was very hot last year. And so um, join that contest as well, the Taylor mentioned earlier, but use the promo code series 20. And when you use that, you get 20% off, you save some money and you get us some credit with our bosses. So that's, that should be a real driving force for all you consider. We've done 67 of these episodes Damn and right. uh, we, we love them. I got to say, I, I'm really looking forward to two episodes away from uh, the Holy Grail. But um, for for this episode and and uh, just just do it, use series 20, any purchases, you get 20% off and uh, hopefully get some winners with that as well. Um, and so I guess I'll take us into our um so the, the first game on Friday and only game Friday. Will be Joe Musgrove on the road at Ranger Suarez. We're going to go through the uh the Yankees Astros, but I think I think the numbers kind of trickling out as we get there. And, you know, we've got a lot of times. So we can go pretty deep into this one. But currently Musgrove, a minus 109 favorite. So very slight road favorite here, over under seven and a half. Um, it's come down a little bit from when I was watching it. Musgrove was getting a little bit more respect earlier. Um, I think Musgrove is a far better pitcher than Ranger Suarez. Uh, and I think the the setup in this park also favors Musgrove because I think home runs are a really scary thing in that park. Uh Citizen Bank is pretty small, uh, and Musgrove has a swing and miss that Ranger Suarez doesn't. What Ranger Suarez does, or what he does have, is a sinker or sinking fastball that will keep the ball on the ground, and that will minimize the home run effects. Um, I don't think Musgrove has as much of that, but I, I do like Musgrove's swing and miss more. Uh, what do you think about this one? Definitely
0: advantage right off the bat with San Diego. Joe Musgrove pitched extremely well against the New York Mets, of course, and in the last round did a pretty well as, as well. I'm almost positive he pitched okay. Yeah, but- he had an awesome, awesome year. Got COVID and kind of
1: struggled on his way back from COVID, but um, awesome year. I mean, his numbers were great. I mean, un- sub three ERA. Yeah, it was in Petco for a lot of his starts. Um, but but still, he had he had an awesome year. And I think we've always known he's a good pitcher, even when he was with the Astros way back when. Um, Which feels like a million years ago. I mean, by the way. yeah. Yeah, because he went to Pittsburgh in between, I think, on the way to San Diego.
0: I, I, yeah, it was Pittsburgh first that I think it was. Okay. Maybe maybe it was Pittsburgh first, then Houston. But I, I, look, yeah, Musgrove, his two starts in the postseason, the 7-1 hit. Dazzling performance against the New York Mets. And then, of course, on October 15th against the Dodgers, left two run runs, walked three, struck out eight in six innings. He's been nothing but great for this pitching staff. You could say, argue that maybe Musgrove should be the number two starter. I I did argue that early on. I think it's an awesome fit having him as the three starter. You could arguably say at some point he's... Pretty great. You could arguably say at points this year, Musgrove was the best pitcher in this rotation over Darvish, who Darvish had a great year overall. But to have him as your three starter, that's a secret weapon that many teams don't have. The Yankees don't have that. Severino is a good three, but he's not a Joe Musgrove, right? The Astros will have maybe a most likely McCullers as as the three starter in this series. That's no Joe Musgrove, and the Phillies, look, we're seeing Ranger Suarez on the mound for game three against him. That's no Joe Musgrove. That's already an advantage in in San Diego with having that ace on the mound. Ranger Suarez, on the other hand, you're a fan of Ranger Suarez. He's only had one appearance in this postseason. It was on October 11th against the Atlanta Braves. Three and a third innings, one and run. He walked five Braves. Five Braves. Not great. That's horrible. That's very bad. I hopeful. Hope, do you see him having another performance like this again? Um. So I'm a believer, as a someone who likes
1: to bet sports, that what you just saw. Is probably going to get responded to, whether it's a really good outing or a really poor outing. I imagine he's going to be, and the nice part is he gets to face a San Diego lineup, which is significantly weaker uh, than Atlanta. Maybe opposite ends of the spectrum, almost considering uh, at least the playoff teams. I think I'll, I'll happily say. Um, and so I imagine that Rangers Torres maybe was a little wild that day. I think he was kind of pitching in trouble and pitching out of jams at times, and maybe that impacts things a little bit. Um, but that's. I mean, anytime you average between 13 and 14 walks for nine innings in a start, I mean, that's that's not a great sign. Uh, I'm looking at Ranger Suarez this year. He did have one start at San Diego, a 6-2 win for the Phillies, where he went seven and a third, gave up only two runs, and uh, struck out three, walked two. Not a great K-to-BB ratio, walk-to-strikeout ratio, or strikeout-to-walk ratio. Um, I don't like seeing only three Ks and seven and a third, um, he basically killed it last year uh, was in the bullpen was awesome. They moved him to closer because Philly had shockingly bullpen problems and then moved him to a starter. Cause I think they were focusing on the future and he had one of the lowest ERAs, I think like microscopic last year, like 1.3 or something like that. And didn't really deliver on that this year um, was a lot better towards the end of the season. Got his ERA all the way down to three, six, five. It was um, hanging around in the fours for a lot of the year. So Uh, Maybe that was bad luck. Maybe that was reverted into me, and I'm not sure. But um, the nice part for Ranger Suarez is I'm guessing he'll be a lot more accurate in this start. And he faces a San Diego team that, I'm sorry, like at 4-0, I was basically already celebrating. I mean, I've learned not to do that, unfortunately. But um, I thought there was very little chance San Diego was coming back from that. Um, And I feel like Ranger Suarez is in a good position where um,
0: he gets the knife through a lineup that doesn't really hit the ball very well. I looked at Ranger Suarez's last start. I'm look. I'm on uh, Baseball Savant, so he is strictly really a fastball pitcher, four seam fastball, sinker. Yep, threw the fastball twenty seven times, which is thirty one percent of his eighty six pitches. It threw the sinker twenty three times, twenty seven percent. The rest is to change up, the curveball, cutter, slider. I suggest him to not throw the cutter at all because that cutter got rocked, exit velocity wise. Maxed out at 112 miles per hour. Only threw it at ball eight times. This team, w- and when 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 they can connect on the fastball, it can go a long way. So can Suarez mixing some off speed pitches against the Padres. That is to be seen. I don't know how that will pan out. I doubt, doubt it too, it. because yeah. if because clearly the fastball and the sinker, which is another fastball version, is um. He's confident in those pitches to get strikes called on hopefully on the outer edge of the plate. He's not confident in his off speed pitches. You know damn well this Padres lineup sitting fastball all day long in game three. I mean, but he's got to this level um somehow, you
1: know. It wasn't just uh <laughs> somehow he made it. It wasn't just smoke and mirrors. So like he's gotten there with a good fastball. Clearly, if he's using it at this level and had such great phenomenal numbers last year. Um, when I look at the Padres lineup, dude, I just like where do you find someone that's going to hit at 112 miles an hour exit velocity? I mean, Juan Soto, maybe, but he's had such a bad year. It's hard to really trust that. Manny Machado, definitely. Um, but then Cronenworth, I don't really see that. I mean, he's got some good hits in him at times, but maybe Grisham, um, maybe I, I'm not. Uh, sure. I mean, Trent Grisham, babe, 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 Ruth Grisham. Yeah. Um, based on how hot he's been, but uh, I would expect him to go back to the interstate hitter that he's always been. Um I mean, Brandon Drury is a righty, certainly he's going to be in that lineup, and I would almost put him where Cronenworth is in cleanup spot because uh, I feel like he can clean up quite a bit there. Um, just from from where I sit, man, I, I don't see a lot of power in that uh, San Diego lineup like Josh Bell, I guess, but I feel like he's a left-handed hitter that kind of is a switch hitter just because it doesn't really do a lot from the right side. Um, I don't think it's going to be that hard for Ranger Suarez to knife through that lineup. I do think Musgrove is awesome. Um, he did have a really tough start at, let's see, where was it? It was against Philly earlier this year. And, of course, I just had it, and I lost it. But, Can you tell me what day that is, if you could figure it out? It's actually the same game. So these guys matched up, unless, coincidentally, they had 6-2 scores. Um, yeah, June 17th, no, June 23rd, and june 23rd yeah musgrove went six innings, gave up six runs seven hits one walk so pretty low whip to give up six runs but two home runs um and that's six two loss so Rangers War has already beat joe musgrove um in san diego and i'm sure he would love to have a repeat of that i'm, I'm not really um i'm not really hating on musgrove in that situation because i feel like if you're giving up six runs you usually have a much higher whip than a 1.33 um so it probably was a little bit of a Bad luck on the base pass or probably big home runs that really cost him. Um, but I mean, Musgrove's a better pitcher, San Diego's a sure. better bullpen, but Philly's gonna play at home where home runs are a plentiful. And I feel like the San Diego offense go on the road as a-, a road favorite. Um I, I get it because of the pitching and in- and in- at starting pitching and bullpen and pitching in general. But uh, if anything, I think I like Philadelphia, though I don't
0: really trust. Ranger Suarez, I gotta say. Um, looks so in like, that game on on June 23rd, when they both faced each other, Suarez threw sinker 41 times, the fastball 25 times. That's a lot of fastballs. So it's a lot of speed. Velocity is there. So he's clearly he is a fastball sinker ball pitcher. And so we 60, saw... so 65 pitches because he only threw 94 pitches that day. So he's 65. throwing five fastballs, all fastballs. Yeah, 19 change-ups, 7 curveballs, 2 cutters, and the rest were high-velocity, maxed out at max velo. was 95 miles an hour that day for Ranger Suarez. I mean,
1: so so that ball moves,
0: clearly, because he couldn't survive if it was that obvious. Correct. Obvious. Yes, you're right. And then for Musgrove, the thing with Musgrove, man, Musgrove is definitely a better pitcher overall, but he mixes in every pitch. Right. It's not like Suarez when you're, you're going in there, you know, at least 60 pitches will be will be at the high velocity, you know, uh, high philosophy wise. So for Musgrove, 25 sliders, 19 curveballs, 15 cutters, 11 fastballs, 10 sinkers, 8 changeups, 88 pitches. He's mixing in everything. He's trying to get this Philly team off balance. And I think we're going to see that in this game. Do I have faith in the Phillies staying in this game? I think I do, and I really think it's you have to put that home field advantage is a thing. This crowd is going to be on one in game three on Friday. It's going to be an absolute madhouse, and I think it's going to be a, a big factor for Musgrove. if Musgrove settles in in that through the first time through the order then maybe, maybe they could be in trouble. I mean, they mean the Phillies. So small sample
1: size, clear is it's only one game, but uh, Musgrove was up one, nothing through two, um, gave up a, an infield single to tie the game one, one in the fifth. Then the sixth he gave up a two run shot in this. And still in six, he gave uh, to Kyle Schwarber. And then okay. uh looks like three batters later, he gave up a three run shot to JT realm Mutos. So, that's Big not boys great.
0: Hurt. No, that was,
1: that's not great. That's so a that. tough five-run inning. Uh, don't think there's a lot of outs in that inning, to
0: say the least. So, in a way, the Phillies and the Yankees lineups are kind of the same. Yeah. Strikeouts a lot. Tons of strikeouts. A lot of home runs. Not a lot of situational hitting. You're not going to see that. And we see that a lot with the Padres. Doubles down the line. Clutch singles. Good base running. Who else do we see that with? Houston Astros. So it's a, there's similarities in each of these teams. We might see another home run effort by the Phillies in Game Three. I think it's going to be closer than people think. Yeah, I mean it's pretty
1: pretty small line at this point. So uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are expecting. It. I think it really depends on. I mean the location is going to favor Philadelphia um, much easier, and and same thing when we get the Yankees next game as well. Um, They're built for those parks. The Padres aren't really, Um, but it's, it's really, do you, do you think that the Padres pitching is going to overcome and is worthy of, of winning this game more than 50% of the time on the road? I feel like um, it's probably a a positive expected value play to back the Phillies, especially if they move back to a plus money here. So they really have to win less than 50% of the time to get you uh, to get you profitable. So Um, that's probably my lean to Philly. I guess if I, if I'm looking at over unders, man, it's tough. Seven and a half right now. Yeah. Seven and a half. I mean, I would, I'm going to say under, because I think there's enough. They're not going to leave people out there to, uh, give up a bunch of runs, but I'm a little worried that Ranger Suarez just throws a fastball only pretty much. And, uh, I'm a little worried about Musgrove. I mean, he can hang some pitches from time to time when he throws five of them. I mean, they're probably not all on in the same start. Um, and, and unfortunately the, the Phillies, they do swing and miss a lot, but, uh, they get three tries every time they go up there before they strike out. So, um, so that's, that's my feeling on that one. Do you, do you got, I mean, these aren't best bets yet. We'll go best bets end of show, but I guess we can give leans while
0: we have them. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what those home runs were for the Muto and Schwarber, like what those pitches were, Mm -hmm. um, which might not really matter, but, um, yeah, it's, I I have a I have a um I'm sorry I was trying to look at something. Um yeah, it's, it's going to be really hard for me to figure out. But I I'm probably to ride with the Phillies as well. Okay. It's it's a matter of how how Ranger Spores can pitch cuz the bullpen I'm 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 confident in how maybe the, how Thompson's going to be structuring out this roti- uh, this bullpen in tomorrow. Brad Hand, I don't think he'll be seeing the mound on Friday. I don't think he'll be seeing the mound. You might see Alvarado early on, depending on how what the situation is for Suarez. Maybe I mean, Dominguez he's comes been, in as well. I mean, he's been their closer though. Um,
1: they're still trying to work uh Robertson back into some sort of uh meaningful role here. I think he pitched the the bottom of the eighth inning against the uh the Padres in game two, I think really just to get some seasoning because he hadn't pitched in so long. Um, I don't know that he's, I mean, are you comfortable throwing him out there after he heard his calf celebrating a Bryce Harper home run? Are you confident enough to throw him out there and, and uh, in a closing situation? I mean, I guess you probably still prefer him to Brad hand after that performance and to Bilotti, who's I think always been a sixth inning, seventh inning type of guy for them. Um, but It's
0: tough, it's tough Griff, because you can only do what you can do, you know. All right. So that Schwarber home run was a slider that he hit off of Musgrove. Yeah, which which I start. think
1: I think Joey uh that's his pitch. Joey, what is it? Is it uh Coffee Joe Java Joe? I think he's probably thrown
0: that quite a bit. Um and then Viam, also Rio Mutos was also a slider as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to
1: trying to get a little slide piece by everybody. Um it's you know it's kind of tough because uh, when you hang those things they go a very 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 long way. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're both on the Phillies. Uh, I guess gun to our head on this, or I guess in, if we had to pick one, um, I, lo- I just I just
0: like the Phillies offense more than than the Padres. They have so much firepower in that lineup. It's a lot more. It's a lot better, I think, than the Yankees lineup. I th- I, I think so. There's enough firepower. Up and down that lineup that can get the job done than the Yankees, but um, in this game, I think that's the one thing. If they can get the Musgrove early, they're going to win this game. If if he hangs a couple of sliders like we've seen and we're, we're talking about I mean, that that pitch to Swarber was
1: like exactly where you want it as a lefty. Like not even in, I guess not as inside corner as you'd probably want as a lefty, but that was ugly. Um, two two pitch landed right dot almost right in the center of the box um which some major league umpires probably would call a ball um but uh you know soon enough we'll have robots and then wow okay jt realm Mutos is more a little just hanger outside still middle of the zone Dude, um, this, this slider jesus
0: christ this slider to fucking Musgrove slider on uh, to to schwarber months ago that ball was middle middle holy moly a two yeah. two pitch I think I think you're not a lefty hitter, are you? You're right-handed, right? right?
1: I was I was a right-handed hitter, yeah, yeah. Because I would because it's a different swing. Like I wanted the ball when I was playing, which is not your level, but I wanted the ball up. Um, Lefties like it down and in. It it seems, and I guess Kyle Schwarber can hit him out anywhere, though. Um, And and I I mean that's gonna be a big pitch for him. Um, And I would assume that he's gonna do well with it. I gotta say, but. if if he's making mistakes, that's another big big issue uh, for San Diego, especially as a road favorite. So I feel like Philadelphia is probably the side I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on. Um, as are you, uh, yeah. and I'll say under for the total since we're picking those two. What do you got for that one? You, you think one of these guys get hit?
0: I feel like the under makes sense. I, I I feel like it does. The back end of that Padres bullpen is really really good. And you have Suarez in there, and then Hater. Those two, fought, those two I guys. Mean, Luis Garcia, I think, and, also
1: deserves a mention. He's because he's probably the eighth. Hater's the ninth if they're leading. And I think those two guys are very, very hard to score against.
0: It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. Um, take it for what it's worth. It's a one-one series. It's entertaining in that part. The on the other hand, we have a game three in New York. Okay. One thing before we get to that, I'll, I'll clear
1: up so. Uh, the Padres started as a minus 120 favorite series price. It's now just minus 110, despite losing home field advantage. So that tells me the market still likes San Diego quite a bit. I don't know if that's an overreaction to the last game, but let's go. Uh, go ahead to New York and, and lead us in. Okay, so now we have a well, big I guess series. I, sure, sure. Go ahead. Do your thing. And then I'll, I'll give my line and what I'm seeing out there. So you,
0: you lead us in. Sorry. We have a big series. It's a the Yankees are down two nothing. But the Yankees are pitching in the Bronx, and it's the first time in years since the Astros have been in New York in a playoff atmosphere, and to make things better for the New York Yankees and a little more comfortable, they have their guy on the mound, and that is Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole was absolutely clutch in Game 4 to seal the deal, and then, of course, Cortez pitched really well in Game 5 that Guardian series. But Garrett Cole is on the mound. He's been a great playoff pitcher. People say he's been terrible, whatever, in his career. He's had one or two bad starts. The rest, I think he has like under three ERA in in the postseason. And it looks like from what I'm looking up, there's nothing definite just yet. But what I'm seeing is that Lance McCullers might be the game three starter for the Astros. Now, you're listening to this. It's Friday. You will be listening to this, and I'm most likely you will know the who the game three starter is, but to take it for what it's worth, Garrett Cole versus Lance McCullers, Griff, what is the line that you are putting together for this game?
1: Sure. So I'm making, I'm, I'm trying to make this as high as possible because I felt like there's going to be a lot of people back in the, the Yankees kind of a must win situation coming home, get Garrett Cole, the walls. Out, all, yeah. all that sort of stuff is certainly yeah. helping. Um, I could only get to Garrett Cole as a plus or as a minus 135 favorite. So that's probably a little bit bigger than I'd give for an average home team at a, a like hosting an average away team. Clearly, these two teams are really good. Um, and Cole had a really good start earlier this year against the Astros. He what did take a loss. Um, that was it was May 6th. Um, and so, or excuse me, May 6th is Okay, forget that. Not May sixth. It was June twenty fifth, was Garrett Cole. I'm looking at Lance Col- Lance McCullers, um, who actually didn't pitch against the Yankees yet this year, but he was on the on the shelf on the IL for a long time. So it's going back to a, his
0: last Oh, start. this was the no hitter game for Javier, right? Javier uh, threw the no hitter against the Yankees at home and cold pitched pretty well i think
1: yeah one one run seven innings less than one walker hit per inning eight k's more than one k per inning so like that's a pretty good start seven innings one run eight k's only six base runners it looks like like yeah, this lineup time.
0: yeah and this lineup is basically the same michael brantley is not in this lineup and um jake myers isn't in the lineup every day so basically this is identical lineup from what um they'll be seeing in game three continue what you're saying so
1: in the numbers that I had down, I thought Cole would be a big favor in that one. Um, And it looks like, I mean, he closed almost $2. I mean, I I have the the last Astros number at plus 179. So um, that, I mean, we got a very different price here um, as I'm basically at minus 135 on the Yankees. Um, Might be a little bit skewed uh, towards the underdog as I make all my lines with 10 cents in between. Um, looks like an opener, um, not a bet online currently where I usually quote, but uh, looks like an opener is Yankees minus 150, which gives a, a plus 130 on Houston. In my situation, that's probably like a 140, 130 or 145, 135 to split the difference. Um, but that that tells me the, the Astros are a little bit undervalued. I think it speaks to the situation um, of the Yankees needing this one and certainly starting their their ace is a big deal. Um, what are your thoughts on your expectations
0: for Lance McCullers? what He's going to do in this start. Well, McCullers loves throwing the curveball from the last time I checked. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's one of the uh, while, while you looked that up, so his last start at the Yankees
1: was last year in May, May 6th. Oh my gosh, he uh, he gave up. I mean, he got the quality start, but the minimum three runs in six innings. Um, had 10 base runners, four walks in six innings. Not great. Did strike out eight. So it seemed like his, his stuff was all over the place in that one. Um, and I think there's a lot of swing and miss in his game. Clearly there's a lot in the Yankees. So that's going to be a tough thing for them. Um, I'm not sure how patient you see the Yankees being. Um, they probably will know going into this game to make him throw strikes, but it's easier said than done, especially with all the pressure on.
0: Yeah. Watching these last two games and how the Yankees have been battling against the off-speed pitches, particularly the freaking curveball, has been really, really tough. And McCullers' his favorite pitch, from what I'm understanding, is the curveball. He's going to throw a lot of those. He's good, probably throw especially now. He's going to throw even more, which
1: I mean might up the chances that he walks more guys because uh, curveballs are harder to throw in the zone. Um, but I feel like the Yankees start off fishing. I mean, we might be seeing big big
0: strikeout numbers. Yeah, I want to look on fan graphs what the percentages for Lance McCullers throwing the curveball to get a real everyone like get an understanding of why why he loves throwing these pitches. Well, so um, while you're
1: looking, so the Astros, I mean, in their bullpen, I don't know that you can really expect McCullers to give seven innings, probably unlikely. Maybe Maybe six is about the best you could do. Um, I mean, they got a pretty stacked bullpen, though. Hunter Brown, I mean, can come in early innings if, if needed. We saw Brian Abreu pitch really well tonight. Uh, Luis Garcia can, can cover a bunch of outs, though I probably think they might want to save him for game four. Um, then we have Montero, who's been good. Hector Neris, I'm not sure I trust him based on his performances in Philly, but uh, probably got a little bit better of a scouting department here in Houston than, than in Philly. Uh, Ryan Presley at the end, and then got Ryan Stanek as well, who throws a million miles an hour. So um, they've got a really deep bullpen, and with a day off, everyone should be available, which is huge for Houston. Okay, so in
0: 2022, he threw the curveball 24.9 percent of the time. That is insane. He threw the slider 26.1 percent of the time, the fastball 24.5 percent in his career. He's thrown the the curveball 38% of the time. The next highest one is the fastball at 40%. So he's almost throwing the curveball more than the fastball at some points. That is going to be a problem for the New York Yankees. Clearly, Verlander did that in Game 1, and Valdez did that in Game 2, and the bullpen guys, you know, say hello to my little friend, Ryan Presley's curveball, maybe one of the dirtiest in the game. He did it back-to-back games against this New York Yankees lineup if McCullers can get that curveball overhand curveball going early then the Yankees will have again enough another a rough time so they have enough time in the, in going on the plane tonight they're pissed off they're going to be watching the tape and figuring out let's try our best to lay off the curveballs in the dirt and just sit and wait sit and wait maybe not even sitting and waiting till that, that count builds up and they're going to see a fastball eventually. Why don't we be aggressive and hunt that first pitch? The colors just like pro- them- it's probably going to be a curveball
1: a lot. Probably a curveball. I mean, it's they, probably they, curveball a lot I'm too. I'm sure the Astros are self scouting and like, okay, we know the Yankees are going to be hunting fastballs and we're throwing curveballs and fastball counts. We're throwing fastballs and curveball counts. And I mean, especially after showing a weakness in those first two. I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot of curveballs coming in. That 30% number, 38% number, probably I'll, I'll take the over um, on what he puts out there. And if he's wild, then they'll probably bring in somebody else. But, um, man, I just feel like Judge wants to hit a fastball out to right field. So does Stanton. And I feel like that's what Glaber Torres wants is a, is a is a fastball. And I feel yeah. like that whole lineup, that's, that's all the Yankees really want. And I don't think
0: he's going to give it to them. And McCullers' ground ball percentage is at 50, 53.8% this year. That's very telling when you throw those curveballs low in, in the zone and they're missing – they're not getting under it and they're missing it and then rolling it over for four six three six three six four. What kind of double play you want to talk about? It's there. So, But for Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole loves throwing the fastball. We all know that it's some of the fastest in the game. Uh, In that start against Christian Javier way back on June 25th, his max velocity, which everyone probably should know, hit 100 miles an hour. He threw the fastball 60 times. That is 57% of the time. 60 fastballs out of his 106 pitches. That's a lot of fastballs. I know the Astros are waiting on that. So who has the advantage here when it comes to starting pitchers, Griff? Uh, I think I think you got to say Cole because I he's
1: way more likely to go deeper in this game, and I think it's I mean it's as valuable to go five innings and give up no runs as seven innings and two runs, I guess. Um, But I I think you got to make Cole a favorite on that side of the ball.
0: I totally agree. This is the big bucks here. You you spent Yankees spent a ton of money on him for this reason alone. We saw it in Game Four. And we're going to see it again in Game 3 here in the ALCS. I have a feeling he's going to be stretched out over 100 pitches like he did last time, 110. And then he was ready for Game 5, which is such a badass move. Appreciate that. how he his pinstripes. Matt Carpenter has not. Over for 7, 7 strikeouts. So I mean, you know, that.
1: seeing some curveballs there. Uh, yeah. Matt Carver is going to get a steady hey, diet. Hey, I don't know if that guy's going to see the field tomorrow in, in Game Three. I mean, he's you got to have him in that lineup. He's a lefty, man. Come on.
0: I know. I'm kidding. Yes, you're going to see him in the lineup. It's just a matter of I'm more worried about how a Cole's going to pitch. I already know how worried I am about the Yankees' roster is. The, the lineup is Cole needs to go at least seven, and then wise is not probably not gonna be ready for tomorrow or Saturday. Be pitched, he had twenty three or twenty four pitches in, in tonight's oh, game. Oh no, dude, he's available. He's gotta be. That, that I know that that's what I'm thinking. He's gonna be available, but knowing Boone, he's going to go to somebody else. He's gonna go Loise, to Clark got, Schmidt. No, that guy shouldn't see the field anymore. He, he him, and IKF just stay off, please. <laughs> love, I love Clark Schmidt, but you, I mean, he's I'll he's give, a can I, can guy. Can I, hold on, can I just say something here, please? Okay, so Clark Schmidt comes in, gets the two outs, the double play. Gorgeous job. Get him the fuck out. Why are you putting him back in the game? Why? You get it out. You – is this – oh, my God. And then Trevino comes in and gets two outs automatically. You should have started the inning off with Trevino. To be honest with you, you shouldn't have put Clark Schmidt in that position to begin with. He got lucky and got the double play ball. You should have started off with a more reliable pitcher who's had a better year. And with a little bit more experience in some high leverage situations, you put Trevino in and then you see what happens after that. Frankie Montas hasn't pitched in September 16th. Let's put him in a bullpen opportunity. Fucking idiot, dumb fucking move Boone. What are we doing here? You put a guy who hasn't pitched in a month and he's been terrible as a Yankee to begin with. And then you put Miguel Castro and he gets, the, he gets the job done, but you're clearly, you're not putting your best guys out. And now you you put your best guys out for game two. These guys have rubber arms. They, Peralta pitched three games in a row. Peralta should have been out in game one, He, was, and, he and he wasn't. I
1: mean, here's the problem, uh, and I think it speaks to the options that Aaron Boone has. Uh, I'm not going to defend him. I do like that he gets thrown out all the time and tells the umpires how, how I feel about them necessarily. I'd get ejected probably every game, but um, – I mean, when you look at his choices, I'm not sure the Astros are are that phenomenal in a bullpen. They've got a lot of starters in there that can cover a lot of innings. So that also makes me feel more comfortable in vacuum of colors. um, Because if he only pitches two innings, they've got someone that can cover a lot of outs in Hunter Brown, who's younger and probably a little bit harder to trust. But Luis Garcia showed he did that. And I think has had good success over the, the past few seasons. But when you look at the Yankees bullpen, I mean, we saw that, I mean, they they literally almost got knocked out of the Guardians because they couldn't close a game. Um, it didn't end up mattering in game five, but, um, I mean, they should have been past the Guardians by then, I think. I and uh, I, I think when you look at if you're Boone, after, I mean, I feel like they're going to be leaning on Cole to go as long as he can. Like, I don't know how, how much longer he's signed, and I'm sure that's a concern, not as big of a, a concern as it was for the Guardians with Shane Bieber, as I'm sure everyone's sick of me saying, but um seven innings from Garrett Cole maybe eight I mean I think I think a 130 pitches down 02 is like a possibility like I think they're gonna push him as far as they can um because then who are you gonna hand it to like Clay Holmes I don't I don't feel comfortable doing that I think Liza despite having an awful ERA when he was hurt at the beginning of the year he's been um, lights out for the last I think month he's and the now. best and, and he's the one everyone's been comparing to Mariano Rivera for years so I feel like that's that's the one. Wani Peralta deserves it. Um, and then mm-hmm, as right. you get out from those two, which still aren't completely like locked, lights out, locked down, they've been very good lately. So I'll give them that. But as you get further and further away from those, I mean, I just, I don't trust Clay Holmes. He had a great start to the year, but it's been bad. He's been the-
0: pitching. Well, I,
1: those three guys are the only one that's reliable.
0: Griff. I mean, those Trevino
1: three. had a really good couple seasons in Oakland a few years ago. And then, they gave him the job and he was awful. And the Yankees got a lot out of him this year. He was kind of a throw in, I think, to the deal. deals. Like, let's he see was. if we can make this guy work. Yeah. Um, and they did. But I don't know that that was one of those, like, uh, that'll be forever. And that's the pitcher. He's back. All of a sudden, he's figured it out. I, I feel like it's it's just, I mean, this is part of why I like the Astros and I kind of been talking about them all year that when they face the Yankees, I feel like it's the perfect team for them. 'Cause I think they're better than them in a lot of categories. And I mean, Cole is a plus one thirty, or given given a dollar and thirty cents to an underdog here, it's not an anti Cole thing. I just feel like the Astros are a team that that are just fifty percent to win every game against the Yankees almost. Okay. Who do you
0: got, Griff, in this game, game three?
1: I like the Astros and I like the under. Under, it looks like we got a under seven juice, under seven right now. I mean, I'm seeing lines at a bunch of places, they're all kind of similar. So, I think plus, I think the Yankees minus 145 and then over under
0: seven. Um, those, those are the prices I'm giving you. Who are you taking? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, we're in a do the Yankees are in a do or die game here. I'm riding with Cole. I think Cole gets the job done in a do or die game like this. And, I like the under as well. I think, I think, I, think good. I, I think. Cole will be good.
1: I think Cole will be good. I don't think the Astros are going to smack him around or anything. I just no. don't really think that's something that will happen. I do wonder how much of a book they have on him because he did use to pitch for the Astros, but um, didn't really work that well when he only gave up one run in seven innings earlier in the year. So yeah. um, that brings us to our best bets. Um, I'll go first and, and I'm going to make Lance McCullers my my best bet for this episode Uh, I'll take the plus 130. Feel free to oppose me if you want. But uh, I I think McCullers should be, I mean, I couldn't make the price any higher. And it feels like it's still a little bit higher than what I made it. So that gives me a little value on Houston where I I feel like my odds are better than what I actually made myself uh, from the marketplace. So that's nice. I do do wonder where the marketplace will take this number. I feel like there's going to be a lot of money coming on the Yankees. Such a popular team. But Houston, everyone knows they're good. And they see a two nothing lead. I think, I think the backed up against the wall story is going to be there on the Yankees. And I I feel like I'm going to wait to lock this one in because I feel like there's going to be a lot of coal money coming in. What do you have the Yankees to that? I'm going to say minus 145.
0: Let's ride, baby. Taking the (laughs) Yankees minus 145. I'm going up against you. Well, we're we're guaranteed. I mean,
1: I guess unless there's another rain out, because you never know. But um, we're guaranteed a one and one. Um you know what? Not- why don't
0: why don't I go do the opposed so we can try getting two and we'll, okay. do, we'll do all? we All right. Well we know I you
1: mean, we know you like the Yankees. That's fine.
0: As much as I want to go two and oh, I do want the Yankees to win. So I'm sorry, Griff. That's just that's just how I feel. But I'm going to I'm going to ride with I'm going to do Padres versus the Phillies and take, you know what? Fuck it. No, I'm going back. I'm taking the Yankees. I'm riding with my boys. What am I doing? Confidence is there. I'm riding with them. We're going one-on-one. Sorry to everybody. I'm riding with the Yankees. Come ride with me, Russell Wilson style. Well, we we can do a little competition here.
1: Anyone who – if you're if you're playing the Yankees, you got to uh you got to like the tweet, but if you're uh playing the Astros, retweet uh the premium now um announcement when it comes out. We both retweet it, so you should see it. Um and when we see 25 retweets and only 5 likes, we'll know that uh oh, people are bullshit. siding
0: with your boy over here and it's no, not just because of my looks. They're going to shot we're we're the, everyone's going to be siding with Garrett Cole, the the best pitcher on the fucking planet right now. And so Let's well, go,
1: Griff. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for them. You know, it's a tough time in the economy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest losing extra money that you don't have on Garrett Cole. Griff, tell where they can find you, and you then can find me on Twitter, the real underscore here. G Warner. Um, and uh, I got a bunch of soccer podcasts coming out, so if you want to check that out, uh, you can find it all there, and I'll tell you where to find it on the various places across because I can't even remember
0: where I am now. All right, kiddos, you guys can follow me at Taylor Ringgold on Twitter. You can follow me all over the place on the internet. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on my website, TaylorRingold.com. posting content all the time. Appreciate you guys sticking by. We are getting into it. postseason is heating up. Game threes will be happening the next two days. We're taking a big Yankees-Astros series best bet here. We're going up against each other. I'm confident in Garrett Cole. He's confident in Lance McCullers in the Astros. Hit the, retweet,
1: hit the retweet button so everyone knows that they're back in the Astros more than the. If you if you like the like button, I mean, if you like hearts and and uh, and if you've earned your pinstripe, then uh, hit that like button huh? on the on the pregame now
0: uh, podcast announcement. All right, guys, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Appreciate everyone stopping by another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview. MLB edition is in the books. Talk to you guys on the next episode. Let's go Yankees.